It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Alejandro Kirk might be a demigod. That dude's swinging the stick like nobody's business right now. Uh, Go ahead, Tank, for the meat man himself. Had a pretty darn good series after a bad loss. Uh, We'll talk about it. It's on Locked On Blue Jays. It's right now. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Uh, The Jays win 4-2 over the Kansas City Royals in a game uh, that almost went down to the wire. 4-2 a victory. Alejandro Kirk is your savior in this one. Thanks for that go-ahead dong. Uh, And we'll talk about the hitting as much as we want, but let's talk about Jose Barrios for a second. Uh, Six and a third, seven hits allowed, which I don't like. Two, Only two earned runs, one walk, which I do like, and seven Ks. I think that's a pretty darn good outing for Jose Barrios. Yeah, and one that didn't start very well. Uh, He gave up those two runs in the first. First two innings, including a solo, and you thought, oh, no, after both of us had got on here and said, hey, these three starts in a row, well, that's, you know, given us a little bit of confidence and maybe he's turned some stuff around. Uh, to give up those two runs early was definitely scary, but he does what, you know, has definitely at least been one strength this year, ability to pitch deep in the games. Uh, he, he can go deep even if he's given up some runs, and the next four and a third innings he threw shutout and a lot of those hits he gave up in those first two innings I believe at least four if not five of them came in the first two innings so uh to settle down after that and have a doubting I know the detractors are going to say it was like the AAA Royals and I get uh but at this point yeah at this point with Jose Rios every time he puts a good start um you got to be happy with it and you can say I think fairly objectively uh, it's not like four amazing starts, but it's four good starts in a row that he's put together um, all in the month of July. So he, for the first time, really had a good month. Uh, and I'm very happy with that. I think that maybe it's some sort of corner that's being turned right now for Barrios. Yeah, Barrios's last four starts, all of them three earned runs or less three of which have at least six strikeouts, one of which was the 13th strikeout game, his last outing, 
against Philadelphia in the Rogers Center. Uh, he's been pretty good. He's brought his ERA in his last five games down from 5.86 to 5.22, uh, which still isn't a good ERA, but it's a lot of progress that I think Blue Jays fans should be happy about over 0.5 of an ERA brought down right there, or actually 0.6. So that's pretty exciting stuff. Um, Barrios definitely coming back to earth a little bit, and I think that that's a really, really good thing um, because he was just terrible, downright unusable. You couldn't rely on him, uh, and now he's becoming a little bit reliable for the Jays. Uh, in terms of the bats in this game, it was Alejandro Kirk, who's your savior there. Uh, Bo Bichette had a, an RBI, but uh, outside of those two, it really wasn't doing um, Vlad with a couple of runs scored, a couple of hits. I still think you want to see your bats do a little bit more against Chris Bubik, but that's just me. Um, yeah, no, I, I think you're totally right. I just, it's not just kind of like a Bubik thing. It's, it's, you know, the start and end of the series is a story that's been going on and hasn't necessarily been covered that much because it doesn't really make that much sense, but the Blue Jays have not hit lefties this year. They've, they've done it. They've been terrible against lefties, and the numbers back that up. They're one of the worst teams in baseball hitting lefties, and and it's a big part of the reason that I'm not worried about them getting a left-handed bat at the deadline because they're hitting righties fine. Uh, it's lefties that they really need to figure something out against. It's it's confusing. Um, I wouldn't necessarily know if I had an explanation, but Zerpa did a game one, uh, and frankly, they ended two runs in this game by Bobby Wood Jr. letting the ball go through his legs. They don't. They likely don't score. Um, what inning was it? In the third inning, uh, if Bob doesn't let a ball go through his legs, and everyone scores runs, it's like it, it's going to happen for you sometimes. But uh, yeah, they need to they need to figure something out. I want to do a, a stat search because Teoscar Hernandez went over four today, and while Teo or over four yesterday, while Teo is having a really good year, I know he went into yesterday's with an 800 OPS for like the first time. All season, I have this weird feeling lefties are really getting them this year. So I'm, I'm going to take a look at that. Um, but I will say, like there were, you know, some guys that we've been asking for. Vlad getting hits is nice. Um, Chapman getting hits is nice. By the way, Oscar said lefties fine. So ignore me. <laughs> um, but the better than he's hitting righties. This so we need more Tay Oscar. Uh, uh, <laughs> just an off day from him. But yeah. They got to be able to hit a lefty. It really seems like it doesn't matter the caliber of lefty that they're going up against. They're having trouble with him, and that's obviously not going to fly uh, with a number of talented left-handed pitchings in Major League Baseball. Yeah, some stats on Jays versus lefties. They had 228 against lefties with a 647 OPS this season, opposed to against right-handers where they hit 271 with a 790 OPS. Also, 99 home runs against righties this year. Righty starters, that is, only 20 against lefties. Um, still 20 in 21 games, but, you know, probably want a little bit more than that. Uh, so that that is definitely is a stat that has merit to it uh, and something that I, I would be pretty worried about if I was the front office uh, because you're going to have to face lefties in the, in the postseason. That is not something you get to just not do. So, um, yeah, I think uh, they should probably probably get on that. One way or another, go get a bat that can hit lefties or figure it out. The weird thing, yes, yeah, I'm Albert Pujols. Uh, the weird thing is, <laughs> they're actually like it's lefty start. So, if you just give the starter splits, 
right? Like, yes. It's, it's not the starters getting dominated by. The funny thing is, when you go look at left-handed pitcher versus right-handed pitcher splits for them, their numbers are much closer, which leads me to believe, well, I don't have it exactly right here, that for some reason they're hitting lefty relievers pretty well, but they're not hitting, you know, like they're, they're hitting lefty starters yeah. to a 647 OPS, but left-handed pitcher in general to a 729 OPS. So we, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, I know it's, yeah, it's it doesn't curious. totally make any sense at all. But, um, yeah, they got to figure whether it's an approach thing they need to change or, a, yeah, a player acquisition they need to make. Um, they do need to to figure something out with that. Um, it is worth noting, too, just in general, like we've talked about the offensive struggles. Uh, it's only half a month to be fair but in 20 games in june they hit 50 homers in 17 games in july they've only hit eight uh 17 homers so or 18 homers pardon me so definitely in, ge- in general they need to get this going but the lefty stuff really, really stands out especially in series yeah totally all right well let me tell you about blue nile ben um please do. blue nile whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as your partner with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft your perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Uh Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. New game day shirt? Boom. Cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom, cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, Bones, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th, Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And I know we're both going to be watching to see them back to back MVP number one, hopefully. We'll see. Uh, that's Aaron Rodgers for those who don't. No. Let's move on, though. Uh, series recap. Blue Jays get a 3-1 series win, and I think we can both slightly pat ourselves on the back when we were talking about is this the worst loss of season uh, for both having the perspective to say, well, if they win three in a row, it doesn't really matter. So at the end of the day, we couldn't have made the series opening loss the worst loss of the season. Obviously, they would have wanted to win that game, but considering they won the series 3-1, you know, again, I know everyone's going to say it's the Royals. It's the Royals without players. They beat them close. Uh, my storyline and really how I feel about it, I'm very happy series win. Let's not forget the Blue Jays were 1-9 and nine in the previous 10 games before they got the Philly series. They won those 
two, and then they won three out of four. So they won five out of six games. And I'm really of the right now beggars can't be choosers mantra. We just needed them to win games going into the break. Like, and really, after the losses they suffered, let's sweep Seattle and the two out of three losses to the A's. I believe just beat the Astros in the series. So good for you, A's. Um, I don't think beggars can be choosers. I'm incredibly happy that they won three out of four and totally fine that they won the games close at this point in the year. Yeah, I think that's totally uh meritable thing to say too, totally justifiable. Um I'm gonna go ahead and say that my storyline for this is that we might be heading to the all-star break, but it is not a break for the front office. Start manning phones. We got moves to make in Blue Jays world. All right, Ross Atkins, get on the phone. You there should not be a moment where your phone is not on you, all right? If someone needs to call you at 1 a.m., you're sleeping, doesn't matter. Pick that darn phone up, Ross. Uh, they got to start making moves, man, because if they don't, they're in a bad spot. Uh, Jay's got to do something at the deadline, pretty huge. So hopefully that uh, Shapiro and Atkins are on it. What's your top priority to move? I mean, at this point – I think I got to say reliever. They need, they need more than one. I mean, they need to bolster that bullpen like nobody's business because that bullpen is bad. Um, it's not going to win your World Series. So you got to go out and get a bullpen. You got to – I think they, I mean, they need everything. They need a couple of – they need a few additions. They need a bullpen. They could use a starter. They could use a bat. But they need the bullpen. Welcome to the dark side of the bullpen being uh, the most important. Um. Yeah, I I think I think reliever is most important. Um, their starters ERA this year is three nine two, which actually isn't awful. Um, their reliever ERA is four eleven, which is much more awful because you want your reliever ERA to be real low. Um, I you know with this perceived Barrios turnaround, I'm I feel less and less about grabbing a starter, uh, especially with the way Chicken Strips tosses that that ball. Um, but yeah, I, that's why I want multiple relievers. I think you can find a bat, like potentially it would be cool, but there aren't that many places to play a bat, you know? Like they don't really have that many extra spots. Um, you'd have to find a guy with some versatility. Like I'm, I'm still potentially on an Ian Happ thing if you could play him at second and sometimes playing the outfield too. Um, but because, or if you really got a really, really traditional DH, but like you do want to give Vladdy and George the DH days too. So uh, we'll see on the bad side. But yeah, I uh, like that storyline. Definitely true. Um, interested to see, you know, draft just went down. But I'm going to break it down because we're just going to be completely honest with you. Um, I hope Brandon Barreri is a great player. I've never watched him throw a single pitch in my life until I saw him on the draft. So, like, what would I have to say about that? Um, this but, guy yeah, is the future, Ben. <laughs> he said the MLB, so I'm a little lukewarm on him. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think the draft is interesting, not for them acquiring talent for the future, but trades. Our prospect roundup, they're also about talent that they could trade. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. Series MVP. And for the first time in a while, a happy series MVP. Not like a, ugh, they play brutal. So I guess we'll pick this guy. Um, my series MVP is getting a guy that we probably should be even talking about a little bit more recently. 
consistently than we are. Um, Matt Chapman is my series MVP, who bats 400 in the series, leads the team with 13 total bases because he had a double and two homers. Matt homered, I think, in three consecutive series. Uh, 1267 OPS in the series. High strikeouts, but I don't really care. Um, Matt Chapman's actually really turned it on recently. I went to look back because I just kept noticing that he's like, Multi-hit games, multi-hit games, homer, multi-hit games. Over the past two weeks, so going back, this is today's the 18th, going back to the fourth, he's hitting 302 with a 990 OPS and four homers. Um, that's what we like to see. His season numbers are definitely starting to get better. And, like, don't expect him to be like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. That's not the makeup of his conduct and what it's going to be. But now he's an above 100 OPS plus player. He goes into the break with 15 homers and 45 RBIs. He's starting to carve out the year that I was looking for, which is somewhere around a 750 OPS, 27 dongs, and 80 RBIs. Yeah, he's been having a really, uh, really good 10, 11 games. Uh, so a guy like me who is going to call him out at every move and say that he's not worth it, uh, I get to shut up this week. So good for Matt Chapman. I like when they prove me wrong. Uh, he's been playing incredibly well uh, and showing that he deserves uh, deserves no hate. Um, my series MVP is the meat man himself, Alejandro Kirk. Uh, that go-ahead home run kind of solidified it, but he was playing a pretty darn good series otherwise. He had six hits in four games here, a couple runs scored. He had a double, four ribbies, only two strikeouts too, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, he's just, he's been great. Uh, and he's been great all season. I don't think you and I have really picked him as our, uh, MVP all that much, but he's just been very good. I mean, and if you tack on the Philly series to those numbers, he'd been even better in those six games, nine hits, five runs scored, uh, a walk even, I mean, the guy is just getting on base. He, he's the king uh, of everything offense. And last year at the end of the year, like he kind of turned it on. He kind of owned the Yankees at the end of the year last year, too. It's like every kind of series they played. Like, it was Alejandro Kirk hitting home run. And I was always like, who is that guy? Um, <laughs> and then this year, he was just, like, fantastic. So maybe he gave us a glimpse, and he was like, I ain't even started yet. And then he came in and was incredible. So yeah, for Alejandro. Yeah, no. I'll, uh, I feel like we have to because he's so constant. Like, like every, yeah. every series, yeah. like, someone pops, but he's just doing the same every series and that's kind of what's made him uh nasty the whole year he goes into the break with a 315 bing average and a team leading 882 ops i will say something fun with the blue jays um i'm gonna swap if you look at the baseball reference like they try and they like who your players are catcher to right fielder and then a dh so they have zach collins in the dh spot i'm gonna swap just kevin biggio in there i know he's not their dh but like as the 10 players uh, that they really end up using, or the nine batters. It's I not say, Zach Collins, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. All nine batters, though, that they use consistently, and I'm not even counting Danny Jansen just because he's been hurt, uh, have OPS pluses above 100. So that's fine. But we're going to talk about that and how we feel mm-hmm. about the team as a whole going into this All-Star break a little bit more in a moment before we that. Maybe you're feeling good about the Blue Jays winning five of six going into the break. Maybe you're thinking, I can make some money off this Blue Jays. Well, if you're doing it, you should go to online.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news. 
news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Bet source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We back. It's locked on Blue Jays. Let's go get hyped. Um, Before we do that, Ben, we do have an email with a question in it. That I'd like to read. Oh, you want to do that? I'm totally okay to basically scrap what we were doing on the end. It's a good email. Uh, I was just checking the email. We got an email from Matt, who is a two-time emailer now. He was our second ever email, and now he is our sixth ever email. So we appreciate you, Matt. Uh, he said, hey, guys, got a question for you. Are you guys stats guys or eye test guys or some sort of combination? The player that makes me think of this is definitely Vladdy. His numbers are fine, but the eye test has been lacking lately, in my opinion. Fun segment could be going through the lineup and comparing stats to the eye test. Thanks again. Matt, we appreciate you very much. Thank you for emailing. Uh, and if you want to join Matt and be an emailer, right there, email us, LockdownBlueJaysReal at gmail.com. Are you st- um, a stats guy or an eye test guy, Ben? It's a mix, and it depends on what we're talking about too um like defense uh i'm almost entirely an eye test guy to be honest this the defensive stats are confusing and 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 don't really do much for me um and every single one has a caveat so you're supposed to like put all like f- like five different advanced stats together it's just too much work i can see if a guy's a good defender um Hitters, it's got to be a mix. And I, and I understand what Matt's saying. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did have a good series, at least numbers-wise, against the Royals. He did have a couple infield singles. Um, what I would say about him specifically, though, I tend to go with the numbers with him because, yes, this series, Vladdy picked up a um, couple little roller singles. He also consistently hits the ball about as hard as anyone in baseball like his average exit velocity is pretty ridiculous so for him i find that that's probably stuff evening out a little more than it's vladimir guerrero's lucky he hits his fair share of line drives right at people um 
but it is important for sure to to you know average out stats and eye test i mean if you were looking at espinal he was having his incredible month definitely a lot of balls that were finding ways to get through um i still look at ryan Tapia, whose numbers have definitely gotten better recently and i'm happy that he's a 275 hitter it was like a 220 hitter before uh but it's like that man has got the most control over a ground ball i've ever seen in my life because ground balls including the one that tied the game in the walk-off would just find a way to the best spot on the field uh so i do think it's important to be a stats and eye test guy combined um that's why i bought in on chapman um because he hits the ball hard um, and that's why both of us, I think, were feeling good about Teo for a while because he was hitting the ball hard and it was coming. Um, but there is some – you can be fooled, I think, by the eye test and hitting sometimes because you don't remember how many times a guy walked or something and stuff like that. And it just – it ends up uh, showing you like, hey, oh, this guy's actually have better at-bats than I thought he was. Um, but I would say defense, all eye tests. Kind of a mix. Pitching for the most part, I'm in on the stats, but like obviously every once in a while you see it and you're like, well, that guy got a couple outs he probably shouldn't have got. I'm actually such an eye test guy when it comes to pitching. I like, like if I see a guy has filthy stuff, like that's why I still I continue to give Barrios a chance is because his stuff is just nasty. I mean, it's his slurve is one of the best pitches in baseball, and I don't really think it's close. Like, it, yeah. he is incredible on the mound. He just – his command isn't great. Um, but the guy can pitch, which is the reason you got to keep giving him a chance. Also, you sign him to a massive extension, so you have no choice. But um, I, I think I'm a – I think I'm also a mix. Uh, and defense, I hate defensive stats. I think they suck. Um as a guy who is a Jeter fan, I'm just I'm anti-defensive stats. So if you're gonna tell me that guy's a bad defender, you can walk right out that door. Um, so I think a lot of it's eye test, but um, you know I'll, I'll use like errors, but like I won't like define a guy even, by his fielding percentage. Even errors to me are incredibly flawed in some ways because it's like well they definitely are. I'm just saying if your first baseman is good you have far fewer errors because he picks more balls. Yeah. That's true. just is what it is. Um, you know, like there I think Vladdy is in for baseman. There have been a handful of Obachet errors that were Bobachet's fault this year. There have also been a couple where I was like kind of cost him one there, you know, like that ball yeah. that ball should be scooped. It was a healthy hop. So, so totally. even like you want to eye test errors a little bit. Yeah, totally. I mean I'm not Again, I'm not defining anybody by their fielding percentage, but it's probably the only one I'll look at. Um, I don't care for DRS or range factor or any of that stuff. Um, in terms of hitting and, and Vladdy especially, like I think that there's some merit to what Matt's saying, um, just because I think it's also you're throwing him like a comparison, like a little bit of a juxtaposition of what last year's team or what you know, last year's year was for Vladdy, where it seemed like every time he got up to the plate, he, he was hitting the ball to Jupiter. So – it's a little bit different, uh, and he's still having a really good year, which is why you have to look at the numbers uh, and the stats. He's hitting two seventy plus. He's hitting eight thirty OPS, like, and he's got a decent on base percentage, which is the other reason I think you have to go to the stats is because you don't really notice when a guy walks a ton. Um, and Vladdy has thirty eight walks in the year, which isn't shabby at all. Um, so I think 
you know, he's having a really good year. Is he having as good of a year as last year? No. Was he ever going to have as good of a year as last year? Absolutely not. Um, so, again, mix, but uh, can't hold Vladdy down for not being the man again. Uh, he's having yeah. a great year. He's 23 years old, and he's still a 132 OPS plus hitter, which for those who don't know means he's yeah. hitting 32% better than the average hitter. He's going to have better years than this. And he might have an incredible second half and turn it around. Like it was, I know he, I don't think he's like feel pressure. He made some statements before the season that would seem like he wasn't, but it's a lot of pressure in general to be 23 and now being expected to basically threaten for the triple crown every year. Like this is just not going to happen. Yeah. Even the incredible Juan Soto, who's having a better year than Blood, don't get me wrong. Like he had one of the greatest age 22 seasons of all time. He's not just going to, have like Juan Soto when he was 21 had a 1.185 OPS. That is outrageous. Um, this year he is a 901 OPS. It's better than Vlad's, but like, like you're not, you don't just keep getting better. It's not like basketball, really. Um, it's a struggle each year to go up and put good numbers again. So, yeah, can I say I, there's actually one defensive stat I kind of like? I'd never like hang a guy's entire uh, defensive ability on it. But I enjoy seeing outfielders that have like what their route efficiency is like. Um, Interesting, because that just makes sense to me. That's a very simple stat. Are you making smart routes to the baseball, or are you not? Because there are the only thing the eye test can fool you on is there are a handful of guys in baseball that have poor route efficiency but good hand-eye coordination, so they make a lot of diving catches. But there are other guys that just catch those balls in stride. So. Every once in a while, you could, like, younger in his career, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., when he first got to left, had was graded out, at least, as having bad route efficiency. And he has good hand-eye, so he was making a lot of sliding and diving catches. But it was like, hey, is this act good, or is it not? Uh, now, he's improved that, doesn't need to dive and slide as much, and he's got a decent arm, so I do think he's a good left fielder. But in the past, I was a little bit skeptical on him. So that's... That's the one, and then, like, with catchers, you know, pop time is an interesting stat. Like, I'm in on that. Um, but And, like, framing. But outside of catchers and outfielders, like, infielders, I, you got nothing for me. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, uh, that's all we got today. Thanks for making Lockdown Blue Jays your first listen every day. Ben and I have a week of all-star game or all-star break episodes coming for you, so get excited for that. I'll go make your second listen. Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. And he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. He's probably going to have a good pod after the draft. Uh, it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. We will see you later. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 